I'm sitting here in Reed Vallon. Uh, your brother lives in Reed Vallon. You're in LA. We're, we're on the line to talk about you coming back to Merthyr on Friday the 28th. 28th, yes. I'm really looking forward to it. Obviously, you started off here. You were born here. My father was a tap dancer and singer. And he used to um, do shows with the uh, the Pondipreet Bright Lights. And they were a concert party. And, uh, you know, a comedian, a tenor, a tap dancer and singer was my father, Danny Reese. And, and your brother played drums? Yes, he, he played in uh, the ATC marching band. And uh, so did I after. And um, and the boys brigade myself, along with the Pontypris Bright Lights, they used to have a guest singer sometimes, Tommy Woodward, who was to become Tom Jones. And my father used to come home and say, "Oh, well, that Tommy with us again tonight." And you know he's better than Tommy Steele. <laughs> and I used to say, uh, "No, he can't be. Otherwise, he'd be on the telly." And how long so, was it before um, he was on the telly? Oh, long, long time, I think. Don't forget, that's in my sort of early teenage memories. So um, he actually went on telly on a, a talent show, which I can't remember, it, but it was a big thing back then. Was it Tom Opportunity Knocks or something like that? It was like that, but it was a, a Welsh alternative, if you like. He did that, he sang one song, and that was it. And then he joined uh, the Senators, you know, then it became Tommy Scott and the Senators, and it was very, very successful. And then I joined a few years after that. I ended up earning the same as my father from playing drums at night, and my father worked in a factory. Then Tommy Scott and the Senators moved to uh, London after meeting Gordon Mills in the Working Men's Club. Gordon was very impressed with Tom. We became the squires then. Uh, Tom was still not Tom Jones. He was still Tommy Scott. When we got an agent in London, he became Tom Jones because he signed the contract, Thomas John Woodward, and... Uh, the agent said, is that Tom Jones? And the film of Tom Jones was very big at the time. The agent said, oh, so that's your name, Tom Jones. And it was Tom's mother's maiden name as well, Jones. So he adopted that. And uh, I adopted Chris Slade. It was my middle name. I became Chris Slade instead of Chris Slade Reese. That's all the names came about. You'd always wanted to play the drums, had you? You, you know, you started playing drums, and you've kept playing drums ever since. Absolutely. Was this around the time that Sandy Nelson was doing that iconic tune, "Let There Be Drums"? Yes, it was. Great influence on many drummers, Sandy Nelson. Yeah. I met him here. He died a few years back, uh, unfortunately, and uh, he was a really nice guy. He could chat away for ages. Uh, after a few beers, of course. <laughs> but I, I met him here in, um, I think it was Henderson, I met him, which is a suburb of uh, Las Vegas. 
towards the end of the 60s, playing with Tom's band, by then you'd, you'd met people like Count Basie and played on the same bill. Yeah, no, I'd actually played drums with Count Basie. Wow. Yeah, uh, we had an opening number, the Count Basie band and myself. Uh, they did a set on their own with um, Harry Jones was his drummer then. Great drummer. And uh, I had to play one or two songs to open the second half of the show, which was Tom. I remember we played all over the States. Did you ever get to meet Buddy Rich? Yes, I met him a few times. I got his autograph somewhere. Wow. Uh, he sang my karate license <laughs> because he was into karate as well. Oh, okay. And so I asked him to sign that. And I probably met him about three times. I saw him at least six, at least, because he used to play Ronnie Scott's in London, you know, Ronnie Scott Club. Yeah. I saw every single performance he did there in the 60s. It was uh, a revelation. I actually sat right by the side of him at one time when he played and just watched so I could sort of, sort of see what he was doing. Uh, I couldn't do it, of course, but I could, I could see what he was doing. So I would, uh, over the years, then put to Emily that. Because I started with jazz, listening to jazz, because there were sort of no pop drummers of any note, except for the American guys. There were very few in, in, the, in the late 50s, early 60s, very few good drumming tracks on the radio. But I learned them anyway. Bill Haley and the Comets, they were a jazz band turned around into rock and roll. And they sort of invented it as they went along. They didn't know what they were doing. You know, one, two, three o'clock, four o'clock. Right. <laughs> what the hell do we do with that? You know? <laughs> Where's the melody? How does the melody go? Where are the chords? You know what I mean? Yeah. Things like that. I think that record is uh, is great because I remember Tom saying on a TV show that, uh, oh, listen to Rock Around the Clock. There's two drummers on that. No, there's not. There's one. <laughs> and it's, uh, he plays on the rim of the drum and then does the offshoots with a, the odd bump on the snare. Listen to that. It's uh, quite innovative. Yes, I mean, it was formative times, wasn't it? I mean, Elvis came along, it was about 1956, and just had an astonishing year, uh, which established him, you know, from, from nowhere, with a kind of rockabilly sound, which is some, somewhere between rock and roll and, and sort of, well, country, I suppose, R&B. Yeah, it was. It was a mixture of everything, really. Absolutely everything. They weren't shy at putting a country song with like working with Paul and R and B backing or something, you know, to see the uh, development of the whole thing. And believe me, I've seen the development of the whole thing. <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? You've been in the business since the early '60s, and uh, you're yeah. most you're most well known, I think, aren't you, for for drumming in ACDC, which is an entirely different kind of rock and roll from from the what you're talking about just now. Yep, that's absolutely right. Angus still considers himself uh, a rock and roll band. They don't think of themselves as a rock band. They think of themselves as a rock and roll band. 
Yes, because you were originally with the band from, was it 1989 to 94, and then back again in 2014 to 2020, roughly. 2014 to about 17, actually. And and you, you nearly fell off your seat when you were asked back, didn't you? Yes, absolutely. I, I couldn't believe that. I, I wasn't expecting it at all. I really wasn't. Because I thought, oh, well, you know, they'll have a relative who plays drums or something, <laughs> which is the way they usually work, you know. Yeah. Because they've got a huge family. And people kept saying, have you had the call yet? Have you had the call yet? This is about 2014, I suppose. And I go, look, they're not going to call me, okay? They just won't call. And then I was on the road in Switzerland with my band, Chris Lake Timeline, and... Uh, I got this call from the manager. I even said to him at the end, I said, did the guys want you to make this call? He said, of course they want me to make this call. You know, I wouldn't be calling otherwise if it didn't come from Angus and the guys. So I was very pleased about that. Now, is it true yes. that you had a, um, a phone call, or two phone calls, on the same day offering you to join a band from David Gilmore and Jimmy Page? Yep. Uh, David Gilmore called me in the morning about 12 o'clock and said I'm, I'm going on the road and I'd like you to be the drummer and I said let me think for a second Dave yes so then I went down pub <laughs> to celebrate had a few pints and lunch and uh, got back to the flat phone rings hello it's Jimmy Page here Nah, come on, Norman. I know it's you. No, 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 really, it's Jimmy Page. Oh, hello, Jim. I'd never met uh, Pagey before, but I had met Gilmore before. Really lucky to play drums, me and Paul Rogers. I said, I thought honesty was the best policy. And I said, oh, Jim, I, I can't believe this, but... I've just said yes to David Gilmore going on the road. And he said, how long is it? And I said, uh, it, at that time, it was three months. And uh, he said, oh, that's okay, we'll wait. <laughs> and uh, and they did. I couldn't believe it that, uh, you know, Jimmy Page was going to wait for me to play drums. And this was the first time he'd had a drummer since John Bonham, you know. Wow. So it was, a, for me, a significant moment. Unbelievable, really. The same day. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's just astonishing. I mean, mind you, it's a testament to how good they obviously felt you, you are and the fact you can turn your hand to pretty much anything. If you start off with big band music and you end up with uh, Jimmy Page, you know, there's quite a lot of dynamic in that. Now, with your um, timeline, the Chris Slade timeline, and that's, you know, the, this is the uh, musical offering that's going to be on at the, the, the Red House in, in Merthyr uh, on the 28th. Yeah. What kind of stuff yeah. do you do? Is it a range of all these different things? It's everything. Uh, in my 60 years as a professional, Uriah Heap, I was in the band for a couple of years. Gary Newman after that, actually. Also... Apart from David Gilmore and Jimmy Page, which are huge, is Gary Moore, people, and of course Tom Jones. <laughs> so you play, well, obviously you played with Tom in in the early days. Did you play with him at other points as well? No, 
I was with him for seven years. I started in 63, and then I finished with him at, in 70, I think. And after that, I joined Manfred Mann's Earth Band. Yes, you found a member of that, weren't you? Yeah. It was a good band, the original Earth Band. It was like, uh, it was more like Cream than the pop band, Manfred Mann. Your name is Mann, right? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, journalists used to say to Manfred, is, uh, is Manfred your real name? And he could honestly say, yes. But they never asked him if man was his real name. <laughs> and was and it? it was not. Oh. Okay. No. His, his last name is Lubowitz. Ah. He's from South Africa. You've done it all. I mean, you've played with everybody. And now you're doing your own gig as the timeline, you know, the, the Chris Clay timeline. So uh, will we yeah. get sort of some fairly heavy rock riffs in, in this? And will we get any kind of big band flavor? Or what sort of sound are we going to hear? No, it's, uh, it's a heavy rock band, really. They've hand-picked musicians for, you know, their ability to play any style of music anything at all, because we go from Tom Jones to serious heavy metal stuff. We do inject some humour into the show, um, myself and the singers, one of the singers, we have two singers. One sings ACDC exclusively, almost, and um, the other one sings the other material, sort of UI, Man for Man's Earth Band, things like that. So it's half and half. It's half ACDC and it's half other material. And uh, we've been together for 10 years, the same musicians. Well, it sounds like a hell of a show. You've it been... is, actually. We've, we've never disappointed anybody. After two hours on stage, I announced the last number and people groaned and go, we want more, you know, it, it's, it is incredible. But it is such a good band, I cannot tell you how good they are. can't explain, you've got to see it yourself. How special is it, is it to be playing and bringing your band and your sound to oh, Wales? It's, it's amazing to be coming back to Wales. We were going to play the Muni in Pontypridd at one point. I think they went under just before we were supposed to play. Well, it's being renovated uh, now. A great thing. It's going to be fantastic when it's finished. It's an amazing amount of money going into it. So you could well play there again. I'd love to. I really would love to. Oh, that would be fantastic to play the Mooney again. It really would. Well, it is being redeveloped literally right at the moment. Millions of pounds have been uh, acquired from different directions, including the UK government's uh, levelling up fund have, uh, have put some money in, actually, as well, through the council. The council are kind of organising the, the kind of renovation of wow. it. But it's going to be a, a top-class place when it's finished, and it, that won't be too long. That sounds amazing. We'll have to talk to the people who, um, who are in charge of booking and things. Get your people to talk to uh. their people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you exactly. want you, you want to be one of the first gigs there, or the Hopefully, first gig? Well, it's been uh, it's been really nice talking to you, Terry. It really has. 
Indeed. I've enjoyed it, actually, dredging yeah. up the old stuff, you know. <laughs> you're as young as you feel. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're a drummer, well, you're, you're keeping pretty fit, I would think. Uh, I've always said that I just wanted to play drums for as long as I possibly could. I thought it would be maybe 10 years, you know. But 60 years on, I'm still here playing drums. And I wouldn't do it if I wasn't playing well, mm. you know, uh, because that would be terrible. Long may you continue to play drums. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next uh, 70 years, you know. Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, lovely wow. to talk to you, Chris. Thank you so much. And uh, sa safe journey over from there to here for, for next week. Thank you.